Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, the news is so great today because we have a mystery guest on Therapy Tuesday, and it's not you, Therapist Lisa. It's not. It is not you. It isn't. It's Grand Grand. Oh, I thought you were going to give clues, and I was all excited <laughs> to play the game with you, Angie. Yeah, I should have made it more fun, like you, a scavenger hunt for Grand Grand. And she could have, like, disguised her voice. Yeah, absolutely. So can you say hi, Grand Grand? Mm-hmm. Your grand grand, yeah, get close to the mic, Ma. You've seen me do this. Yeah, there you go. Oh my, almost kissing the mic. (laughs) So, grand grand, we're going to do some good news, and then you're here to have a positive update on grand grand. Things have been going so well, and I'm just so proud of her, and everything's just you know. And I've talked about you know family on the radio a lot, so I thought, why not let let Grandma get get a little pat on the back? Definitely. And Riley said, "Can't I be on the radio to talk Uh about my award for being kind to others?" So I actually did an interview with him. I'll play it like later. I don't need too much family on my show in one day. My goodness, I'm, I'm like Dr. Phil. He brings on, you know, his whole family. And like, I'm like the Dr. Phil. I'm like a blonde Dr. Phil. You're a lot cuter than uh-huh. Dr. Phil. Thank yes. You. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's start with the good news. And you can chime in, Mom. Take a listen to these. Uh, I want to start with, this is actually a guy out of Colorado from the Springs. And a uh, homeless guy. And he's been helping out uh, in some of the storms, push people out. He was near an area where everybody was getting stuck on a hill. And it was just a kind of a heartwarming piece, and people were touched by him, and he's getting some help now. It's pretty neat. Take a listen. I've been out here pushing cars for about the last three hours. They've been stuck going up this hill right down at the very bottom. They get stuck. Shelby told us on Saturday he has enough just to get by. It could be worse. His dog, Blackjack, an old blue muscle car, and a very big heart. It makes me feel really good just to be able to help. His good deeds grabbed the attention of News 5 viewers across Colorado Springs. I read your first article um, about what he did, helping people up the hill. Sarah Webster started a GoFundMe account for Shelby this morning. I wish that everyone would just notice people in need and be able to help them so freely. Um, And there's a lot more people out there that have more than he has and choose not to help. We caught up with Shelby at a local hotel. Another viewer offered to put him up for a few nights. Relaxed, finally, is what my night was. He was overwhelmed with gratitude when I told him about the GoFundMe site a complete stranger had set up for him. There you are. It's been. Oh, my up. gosh. It's been up for eight hours. No way. So. No way. People are going to donate money for you. Gosh. I hope that maybe he can get a job out of it. Hopefully I'll be able to get a job just as quickly and uh, everything will just, you know, keep snowballing and getting better. It does get better. As I was showing Shelby his GoFundMe account, another email came through. I have a job available for Shelby. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. All because of a good deed that didn't go unnoticed. It's one of those things that, you know, you think it's never going to happen to me. And sometimes mm-hmm. it does, you know, sometimes through no fault of your own. And mom, you're here. We, um, we lived you know when you were single mom of four kids right we lived paycheck to paycheck pretty much right i mean like if the car broke down we might have enough in reserves for 
the car to get fixed. But exactly. But, but if you got laid off, we could be in a pretty precarious situation within a few paychecks. Less than that. And we lived very frugally, wouldn't you say? Pretty much. What'd you make an hour about? Like in like maybe when I was in I don't know college or high school. I think the most I ever made while you were in college was ten dollars an hour. And you worked hard, and you took all the overtime you could, right? Sure did. And you, I have to say, though, one mom thing, one, one thing I do think is cool, I mentioned this to someone else today, that, you know, even though you could have quit working and probably gotten some kind of assistance or something, and you never did that. You always worked overtime, graveyard shift. You worked in broccoli plants, egg plants. You hung chain, all kinds of things. So <laughs> talk about that. Why was it important for you to support us rather than get government assistance? Well, I, I never even considered doing that because I figured, you know, I can get out and do work. And... Uh, so that's what I did because I worked 15 of the 20 years I was married, I worked. So I just figured I could work. And then you worked all the years after your marriage. Exactly. And mostly factories? Yeah. Hard work? Yeah, some was worse than others, but I guess the one I disliked the most was... Uh, the broccoli factory, the egg factory. Well, the egg factory. It smelled so bad. Yeah, but the broccoli factory was funny because... You could wash the clothes, but you threw them in the dryer, and you could still smell the broccoli. Ooh, oh, with they, the egg, you needed more than than ten an hour for that one. But I, at the egg factory, it'll it'll wash out. But some of those factory jobs, I was getting like a dollar and a quarter an hour. Wow. Yeah, and four kids. And at the time, my dad, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a lot a lot of support. So she definitely, um, and I and I knew that even as a kid, I admired her for her work mm -hmm. ethic, and I I did follow that. I believe I really got that from my parents. She easily could have quit, and we would have gotten government assistance. Never. I mean, the minute she was laid off, she was looking for another job. She n was never unemployed for well, very long. And it's interesting that you say that because you know that work ethic. That's what you remember. You know, when you were younger, you know, we get caught up in the Christmas presents. You know, we've talked about that or birthday gifts and, you know, oh, I have to get my child this. And really, at the end of the day, what you remember is what it really means to be part of a family or the work ethics your parents, you know, produce to teach you or the morals that you're teaching Riley and things like that. You know, that's what matters. And money can't buy that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And I have to say, too, that um, even, um, you know, with that, and we'll talk about that more a little bit more later, Mom, even when you work graveyards and we would wake you up and bug you, when, I mean, she really had much sleep, had mm -hmm. much sleep, and we'd get in an argument with the kids or whatever. She never said, don't wake me up or leave me alone. She was so, such an, a, a nice mom. She wow. never, how come you never yelled at us when we wake you up, when we, when we woke you up? I probably figured there was a reason for it, or, or you wouldn't have done it. Hmm. Well, sometimes the reason wasn't so good now that I look back. But <laughs> she never said, get out of here, I'm sleeping, I have to work tonight, nothing. Awesome. So I know, she was a really nice mom. Okay, another good news story that kind of, you, you heard about the guy that went to, um, in, in Detroit, who was walking all those miles to work, right? Yes. And he was getting pretty beat up, his body. There's another guy now that they're featuring who walks even further to work, and he's got a sick wife, and he leaves at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to get to his 11 p.m. shift, which these people just amaze me. That work ethic you do not hear about much anymore. Well, this particular guy, he does a 30-mile commute, but in the picture that caught my eye, his beard and his mustache are frozen. So he's doing this 30-mile commute all through the winter months. Now, I think he kind of gets a kick out of it because mm. he's, like, trying to beat his record. He won't even, like, call in sick and... Uh, or he won't even, like, if he's sick, Colin's sick from his ride, he won't even skip his ride, you know, because he feels like, 
um, that he has to do this because he doesn't want to start over again and like have because he wants to set a record for himself. He Motivated. Goes, I'm a, he's I'm up to this many days and I don't want to break my record. So let's take a listen to this tenacious guy with a 30 mile commute. I think it might have been my wife called this my chinchulation because it keeps my chin warm. It actually does. Make sure I don't get the beard in the clasp too. I've been commuting regularly, like pretty much every day for about 10 years now. My gloves are still a bit, still a bit moist on the inside. They didn't quite dry out through the day. I'm gonna <laughs> characterize myself as a bit of a stubborn person. So that's it, I am ready to roll. How far are you riding? 16 and a half miles each way. And for that reason, I kind of like to not miss days commuting. All right, well, good luck. Right now, I've got an unbroken streak of one year and six and a half months. One year and eight and a half months is my all-time record. So I'm getting really close. It's kind of a dangerous game because it probably doesn't matter how harsh the weather gets. I'm probably not going to skip a day just because I want to beat that record again. <laughs> so I've got to be careful with that, too, because I have to answer to my wife, too, for being a, a responsible person as well. So... <laughs> Now, all this time, you know, when you hear that heavy breathing, it's obviously him riding his bike. I think he's like a character. Like, he, he, his poor wife, when it's really cold and he has his frozen beard and literally all the hair on his face is frozen solid, it must drive her nuts. But I'm wondering if that's his, like, Medal of Honor. Like, that's his trophy. It is. You know, his so. chinsolation. <laughs> there it is. Is that a funny. real word? He made it up. He said it's his chin insulation. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, all right. There's more to the story, and I'm just going to play it because here's what I think is so neat about this. What a cool way to get fit every day. Imagine how exhilarated he feels when he gets to work, you know, when he rides to work. And also then when he rides home, I'll bet you he has a nice amount of energy for his family because he's so fit that it's uh, more exhilarating than exhausting to him because his physical condition is, you know, so high. Uh, so take a listen to part two. You know, when it's this kind of temperature, when it's close to like zero Fahrenheit, after an hour, Here we go. the cold starts coming through, even, even if you've got really good gear on. If I start wiggling my toes vigorously, they'll warm back up again. But once they get to the point where they're starting to feel cold like that, I can never get them back to like really comfortable again. This is the point in the ride where I start to imagine the taste of espresso. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do when I get home. I've been commuting regularly, like pretty much every day for about 10 years now. What I found was when I drove my car, I'd get snarled in traffic, I'd get frustrated, I'd arrive at work in, say, not the best frame of mind somewhere. On my bike, even, even this morning, for example, when I felt pretty beat down because I was very tired from the EF, I was still in a good frame of mind because I'd done something good already early in the day. People are saying, you're pedaling for like an hour or two hours? Wow, that's like, that's a really long time. But I consider it quality time. I'm an engineer, but gee, and so I invent stuff and design stuff. And I get a lot of inspiration while I'm riding. So it's kind of cool for that because I'm kind of in a good zone to think through problems. I think he's a real inspiration. And he said something that I missed the first time, and I know you as a therapist caught it, Therapist Lisa. He said when he, he'd been doing this for 10 years, this 30-mile commute in the cold weather, and he used to get to work snarled in traffic, frustrated and anxious, and he wasn't in a good spirit. 
Well, you know, and we've talked about depression a lot on the show, right? And what lifts people out of depression. And one thing is increase your activity. So look what he's doing. He's increasing his activity, which is producing the serotonin and the dopamine in his brain, you know, so endorphins. So he actually is producing a natural high that, you know, people sometimes that we need antidepressants and things, he's actually lifting himself up because of that. So it just shows how much activity does help with your mental state status as well, you know? And I think that's one of the th first things even medical doctors say, and I'm sure you as a therapist, you know, if someone says, I don't want to take medication, what do you say to them? What do you say to you could you should you could try these things? Exactly. It's changing your diet and, you know, increasing I don't say exercise because people already, you know, cringe when I say that, but definitely increase your activity, activity. level. I love right? your activity level. <laughs> your activity and I don't say diet either. I say, you know, your lifestyle. So Healthy that's what lifestyle. it is. Your lifestyle, you know, your your eating habits and what that is. Wait, so you actually change the words I to do. not you do. You are such a therapist. Well, think about it. When you say, when someone tells you you have to diet and exercise, what do you immediately do? It's like you already think like you don't want to, right? That it's something <laughs> bad, right? Did your mom, she said that? <laughs> a little bit. I, I get it, yeah. Right? The minute you say diet and exercise, right? you run for the brownies. But now if I say <laughs> increase your activity, it's like, oh, oh that well, could be fun. I got up out of the chair to get the brownies. <laughs> Right. There you go. You're lifting Bad the brownie. <laughs> so uh, that's interesting that you changed the word wording. All right. I like that. All right. Here's the last part. And I, I just love it that he um, is healthy. He's going to live so much longer, so much, uh, you know, exercise every day to and from work. And that he's improved his mood with all of this commuting on the bike. I want to stay healthy as long as I can. You know, as I get older, I want to make sure my my bone density doesn't decrease. I want to make sure that my muscles don't start wasting away and stuff like that. And I want to keep my mind sharp too. And it helps in all of those departments. That was a hard hill back there. Real hard. Oh. Sometimes it's hard to get out the door. When I get to the other end, it's like, yeah. I'm toast for a while till the morning. Oh, I can't let my mouth work. I plan to keep doing it till I retire. And then after I've retired, I'll keep biking as much as I can, getting groceries, whatever. That's what it is, isn't it? When you get a facial, it's when they put like a mask on or whatever. So this is a glacial facial. <laughs> there you go. A glacial facial. I mean, you almost have to Google the story of the 30-mile commute bike guy just to see his beard and mustache. It just frozen, the glacial facial. And his, what did he call it again? His chinsolation. Chinsolation. Yes, we learned a new word. <laughs> well, I, I found him to be an, an inspiration. And yesterday we interviewed my Aunt Della. And she's in her, not quite mid-80s, but she walks three miles a day. And I mentioned my, my uncle, he does senior Olympic tennis, and he still wins. He is tenacious. And then my dad with the Tai Chi. So I have to say that um, I think it would be a challenge to see like how long you could stay that active, you know, because I thought maybe my aunt had cut back or my uncle had cut back on their level of activity or my dad, mm -mm, not at all, you know, in that 80-ish range, mm -hmm. still, you know, still trucking and still really healthy. So I told my husband, I'm like, when I retire, my new job is going to be working out because I really do like it. The other night I walk for two hours at the gym and, you know, I'll wear my pedometer and I just think it's fun, but then he'll try to be like, oh, you know, you need to run, you need to do intervals, you need to start sprinting. I'm like, well, I, I'm having fun. I like to walk. And Leave that's me alone. See? And because you're having fun, you'll do it more. Right.
right, because he goes once a week at most. I'm like, hey, once a monther. I, I exercise every day. Who are you giving out advice as I look up to him at six foot six and I'm wait Plus, he, he he can barely keep it with me. Hello. I think my clip is just fine, Therapist Lisa. I think so, too. All right, coming up next, I've got my mom here. And you hear me talk about my mom a lot. And I have a very cool success story about, you know, family and relationships and stuff, all that good stuff. So we'll be right back on Therapy Tuesday with the good news, Therapist Lisa and Grand Grand next. Christ's love lives in His Word. The new 810 KLVZ. Monica Hawkins Ministries is an evangelical ministry whose focus is to serve others and to be a voice that shares the Word of God and His love. We would like for you and your family to come in fellowship with us during our bi-weekly Bible study. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have our women's ministry, Women of Strength. Our Bible studies are located at the Highlands Ranch East Ridge Recreation Center. For more information, please visit our website, Monica Hawkins Ministries, I don't know about you, but I love to shop and I love a good deal. And my husband likes it when I get a good deal. You have to know about ARC Thrift Stores. On Saturdays, most items are half off. My friend Frances Owens, who's the former first lady you may know, also works for ARC. And she and I kind of have a running competition. Yes, we do. Now, what are some of the good deals you've gotten recently? Well, I just got a Dooney and Burke briefcase for $25. They run around three to $400. Perfect condition. I saw an Armani bag in there recently. I didn't get that one, but that was an incredible deal. I did get the coach bag, brand new with the tag still on it. It was worth about $200. And I paid, uh, I think it was $20. Well, I just have to say thank you to the people that are donating these things. Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing pieces you can find. They've got 22 locations, and your website is if they want to find a location. www.arcthrift.org. And all the money helps people with disabilities. So you spend money, and it goes to a great cause. Yay! One in six children in Colorado are living below the federal poverty line, and A Precious Child is here to help. They are a wonderful organization that is devoted to making a positive impact in the lives of disadvantaged and displaced families in Colorado by improving their quality of life. Come on and partner with A Precious Child by volunteering your time or donating funds to assist the children of Colorado to succeed in life, school, and triumph in their future endeavors. They're also in need of donations of gently used clothing, computers, sporting equipment, and shoes. Discover how you can help at A Precious child.org. Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs, um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things, but it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. 
Ladies, this is Rick Thielen from Life Choices. Do I have an exciting announcement for you? It is the Mad Hatter's Ladies Lunch, March 21st. You don't want to miss this. It's at North Bland Christian Church from 1030 to 1 o'clock. Chris Howard is our keynote speaker, and she is excited about coming and helping Life Choices raise funds for the things that we do. We help ladies with unplanned pregnancies. We help ladies that are recovering from past abortions, and we go into public schools with our education program. This is a great, great program. It's going to be a fun afternoon, a fun lunch. How do you get tickets for it? Glad you asked. Go to lifematters.org. That is lifematters.org and get your tickets right there. They're $25 a person and it'll go to a great cause. Come to Life Choices Mad Hatters Ladies Lunch. The Life Choices Mad Hatters Ladies Lunch is March 21st. Wear your craziest hat and enjoy a delightful lunch featuring keynote speaker Chris Howard from Duck Dynasty. It's a great event for an even better cause. Go to lifematters.org for tickets and details. We know Christ loves us, and He gave His Son for us. His love lives on 810 KLVZ. Welcome, welcome back to the good news. All right, first of all, may I just do a shout-out to Jorge? Because if I make a mistake or I, he never gives me a dirty look, he never complains, he never gets mad. I think he got mad at me once, but it wasn't even, we weren't even in an argument. It was my old producer had done something and somehow he avoided me and Jorge. So Jorge and I are like arguing about it. And I, and I went, wait a second, this has nothing to do with us. And he and I just laugh about it to this day. <laughs> I, I adore you, Jorge. Do you know how much I appreciate you? Do you know? I do. Do I tell you enough? I do. I so you're positive. You should say no, so she just keeps doing it, Jorge. <laughs> well, everybody that that I talk about him, that's in fact that's the kind of employee you want. Um, you know, even I would say to young women when they're looking for you know some um, a, a man that they're mm. going to be serious about, find someone that when they leave the room, everybody says what a great guy he is. And as a colleague, same thing. Look for someone. Uh, by the way, ladies, Jorge's taken. He's been married for 18 years. Uh, but, you know, you know, as a mm-hmm. colleague, when he leaves the room and somebody's like, How, you know, what do you think? Oh, my gosh, he's great. I've never said a negative word about Jorge and all the time I've worked with him. Not that I should anyway, even I, if he were horrible, which he's not, you know. But anyway, just shout out to him. He's such a blessing to me. Okay, on the good news, um, we have my mom here today, Grand Grand. Hello, Grand Grand. Hello. And also therapist Lisa. And I want to start with um, Lacey. Now, this is a young woman, uh, a young girl. And my understanding is a, a teenager made a comment to her about her weight. I think she weighed about 126 pounds when she was 14 or 12. When she was first told she was young. And she took it so personally. And I just want us to remember the power of words. And when adults even make little comments to their family... The family home is supposed to be a soft place to land, not a place where you tease and make fun of kids because they have physical differences. Their friends are already going to tell them, so you better be building them up at home. And I want to talk to you, Lisa, after we hear more about this heart-wrenching story about Lacey, about how we can best buffer our children from developing things like eating disorders, low self-esteem, depression, because of what people say to them. So let's take a listen to Lacey's mom talking a little bit about her story. February 1st, she turned 15, and February 2nd, she died from a heart attack because she was making herself throw up, and I refused to believe it. If I had known the warning signs, known the symptoms, um, if I had been educated on it, 
I may, I, I would have probably seen it and could have got my daughter some help. We are starting the Lacey Foundation. Um, it is going to be not just an awareness foundation, um, but a foundation where uh, people who want and need help can come, um, where we can put you with the people that can help you, um, counselors, hospitals, treatment centers. Um, we want the, the signs, the symptoms, the warnings out there. I admire her mom because she's admitting, like, I didn't even know, you know. And I want to talk about that, Lisa, after we hear the last part of this. You know, some of the signs that we, you know, should be looking for in kids and symptoms. Uh, but let's hear the last part of Lacey's mom's story. I want to make my lack of knowledge other people's knowledge. I feel like if we can save just one family from going through the grief that we're going through and the pain that my daughter didn't die in vain. There was a reason and a purpose. I'm not done being our mama. That's supposed to be a lifelong job. I feel like doing this, I still get to be her mom. All right, so something that they don't go as in-depth in is um, my understanding is she was on the volleyball team, she was wearing shorts, she weighed about 126 pounds, and one of the kids said that her rear end looked big in the shorts, which I thought that was, like, cool anyway. I don't know. I mean, I thought that's the kids were striving for these days. I don't right. know. I'm so out of it. So then she went from 126 pounds down to 88 pounds, and her mom says she was fooling the doctors, fooling the doctors. And, and I don't know her whole story, you know, and and I, the thing I did read, and even mom, she was wearing heavy clothes, so she was covering up her, her weight loss. You know, one thing I want to say is when kids are on that path to losing weight, they have, um, you know, they don't see their body the way we see it. So even though she was getting thinner, you know, some people will say, well, didn't she see it? You know, she doesn't see herself like that. She probably still sees herself as when she got that comment made to her that, oh my gosh, I need to lose another five pounds or I'm still not thin or maybe comparing herself. So, I, you know, I want to share that with people. But Angie, like you shared before, it's definitely not the parents' fault, but it's the parents are their front line. You know, that's the ones that we have to really educate our kiddos. We have no control over what other kids say, but we do have control over how we teach our kids how to handle what other kids say. So you have to look at your own home and, you know, how are you treating your kids or listen to your child. So when they come home and say, Susie made a comment about my weight not to blow that off well she doesn't know what she's talking about you're thin and then move on you okay, know okay. so we really have to listen to our kids you know and ask them you know well how are you affected by that what do you think about them so really ask open-ended questions rather than lecturing so that's one i think it's also really important i think with our busy schedules we're missing that family time the meals. We don't know what our kids are eating for breakfast because let's be honest, they run out the door for school. We don't know what they're eating for lunch because they're at school. So the only meal we really have control oh, over point. is dinner. So go back to having those family meals, see what your child 
it, it, you know, your kids are eating, make sure they don't just immediately excuse themselves after eating and, and locking themselves in their room, so to speak. I mean, we might think that's normal behavior. And, and for teenagers, a lot it is. But let's sit and have conversations after we eat dinner. So we're not just running and possibly throwing up. And, well, and she know. was hiding that. She would, the family noticed that she would, was locking herself in the bathroom, especially. She started to develop unusual eating behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, the restrictions, the weird things like just eating an apple or slicing everything up really small or making a yogurt, a, a, you know, a meal and then exercising excessively. For, since her last physical, this didn't take that long for this to happen. She, uh, she went from 126 down to her to 88. So that had been her last physical at, uh, at uh, 126. She asked the doc- doctors if they thought her daughter had an eating disorder and somehow it got chalked off uh, up as a... Um, uh, an ulcer, so she, she she was given ulcer medication, and then when she did lock herself in the bathroom, she would turn on the water on the sink, mm-hmm. and uh, something about lo- locking the door because of her little brother, and she wouldn't use the bathroom without the water running, and somehow her parents, you know, fell for that. Um, and her, obviously her mom didn't think much of it, but from 126 to 88, you'd think it would be a pretty noticeable thing. Definitely. And then, and again, I'm not trying to blame the mom at all because parents, you know, we just, we don't want to believe right. that about our children. Uh, but I think that, uh, the doctor should have caught that and not to blame the doctors either, but that's a big weight loss, Huge, you know, for a young kid, for anyone, but for to someone. To be honest with you, I think that that would be like a dead giveaway if it was right. the doctor that she normally went to and they right. looked at the chart and saw what she used to weigh and that it was that quickly that she lost the weight. But apparently that one comment, that's all it took. And after that, she just, you know, went for it. Oh my goodness. Well, and I say, if you have any suspicions, um, why not talk to a therapist or a okay. professional that really specializes in this area? And I also believe when it comes to medicine, and I know that people can be kind of troublesome when it comes to too too many questions, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a million questions, and if I have a gut feeling and people brush it off, I'll go ask someone else. Definitely. Until I, just, I'm told I'm not. And you know what, though? You made a really good point to take your child to a professional that deals with that, because even as a therapist... I don't specialize in eating disorders, so I won't see kids with eating disorders. I'll pass them on to someone else. So just because you're a therapist or a doctor doesn't mean you actually specialize in that area. Right. Good point. You know? Yeah. And those eating disorders clinic people, they're onto the games of these girls. Definitely. They know about the hiding and the secret vomiting and the laxatives and the bulky clothes and the weird eating rituals. And, and they get real moody because they want to be left alone when they want to have their strange little ritual of all the food that they want to eat and throw up. And those 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 people, those pros, they're onto all the tricks. And that's also inter- with your parents. You know, you want as soon as your child all of a sudden is really concerned with calorie counting, and we're talking about gum. Oh, that gum! I can't have that. It's five calories. You know, or so that's unusual too. You d- and um, I know the teeth because if you fl- um, throw up, it hurts the acid or hurts you know enamel your teeth. You, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and the gums. Yeah. So that it's also important. You want to get the right team, but definitely not blaming this mom at all I mean you know we all suffer it, it's hard to diagnose someone so close to your home you know yeah. the, your heart you see the, the child all the time and so you do want to say oh nothing's going on or I or it's just a rough patch but definitely err on the side of caution I think I'd hide a camera in the bathroom I'm all like do 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 no 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 mom why'd you put a camera in the bathroom never you mind there you go <laughs> why do you care <laughs> 
All right. Well, I have a really um, good news, positive report, too. And Pastor Moreland joined us. So I've got my full Therapy Tuesday team, <laughs> Pastor Moreland and Therapist Lisa and Grand Grand's here. Grand Grand. All right. So I want to bring Grand Grand in because, you know, you guys have heard how I've struggled and wondered because my mom was such a loving mom. I mean, really a great mom. Never got mad at me. I'd wake her up when she worked the graveyard shift. She'd never say, like, don't wake me up. I would to my kids. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Mommy has to do the graveyard. You better get out of here. Right. You know, she never did that ever. And w- why did you say, Mom? Because you thought we had a good reason to wake you up. Exactly. How come you never really yelled at me? You never really did. There probably wasn't any reason to. I was perfect, wasn't I? Oh, oh. absolutely. <laughs> Here know, we go. You know how it is. She's, no, the, she's the only girl. Yeah. You never really yelled at me. So then when mom was a grandma and when she started yelling at my kids, I'm like, this isn't fair. I want them to know the mom that I had. I want them to know my mom. And I'd say, Grand Grand wasn't like that when I was a kid. She was so sweet and loving. And you know what my daughter said once? Well, are you going to get mean when you get older then? And I just, it broke mm. my heart that they thought she was mean. This is my mom, you know? I want them to see all the good and beauty of her. And they love her. Don't get me wrong, they love her. But, uh, you know, they knew that she could get angry at any time. So we decided to kind of set a boundary, right? Actually, my, my husband decided. And we said, Grand Grant went into a timeout. Now, Mom, that was hard for you. Was You got mad at the oh. house. Yeah, and then Mark, I did. And Mark texted me and said, Grand Grant can't come back. Exactly. Because and don't and, and if you're listening, this wasn't one time. It was like a hundred. Let's be honest, right, Mom? Oh yeah. Whether it was a hundred or not, it or happened a lot. Yes, it happened a lot. Thank you. I appreciate your honesty. And I'm, this isn't to beat you up. This is this is a really great ending. And so, um, <laughs> so Mark said, um, Mom can't come back. And I said, Mom, it's out of my hands. Um, I I love having you around, so I'm getting punished. But it's out of my hands now. We've had so many warnings. And, you know, what can we what, what can we do? So I called mom's sister. And I said, Aunt Jeannie, I don't know what to do. Like, mom's banned. She's in time out. She can't come back. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm thinking I want to take care of my mom someday. So I'm the only one to take care of her. And if she can't come in the house, how am I going to take care of her? And I'm like, Mom, you've tied my hands here. Help me. So Aunt Jeannie said, she's so diplomatic, such a great Christian lady. I can't get involved. But what I can say is pray. <laughs> <laughs> and pray a lot pray unceasingly, and I will pray as well. Amen. And so after I hang up, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start praying some more. But I gave up, and I was so sad because I'm like, okay, does it have to end this way? And, Mom, we had a tough life when I was a kid and when you were married, right? Oh, absolutely. And I've tried to move on from that, but I feel like a lot of the pain stayed with you. you know. And granted, you had things to be upset over, but I felt like that anger was getting pointed at my kids, and somehow, after your timeout, I don't know what you did or what happened, but she's been coming. I, I gave her a test run while Mark was out of town. And even the kids have come to me and like, Grand Grand's been so nice. Can she stay longer? <laughs> and I said, Mom, what happened? You know, she has made a concerted effort. She's not lost her temper. And I'm, she's there a lot. And um, I just, it, I feel like it's a miracle because I was scared to be in, I had to be in the house with her. And I was constantly scared to run. I heard somebody talking. Is there something going on? I'd run downstairs. What's going on? Because I had to like jump in and stop it. Jump in and stop it. Jump in and get in the middle. And um, I don't have to do that now. And I, she's like, if she sees things getting heated with the nanny and the kids, she'll leave the room and go someplace else. And when I used to suggest that, she'd say, you're just trying to get rid of me. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to save you. You already raised us. Like, take a break. So now I told my kids, because my son said, she's being so nice. I just, I love this. Can she stay? I really love this grand grand. And um, so I said they finally got to see what mm. I had as for a mom. They finally get to see that. So how does that make you feel? That Oh, it's good for everybody. Well, what was the change? Well, remember we went to Dr. Joe's? Yeah. 
remember, on, uh, I don't know whether it was on the way over to the meeting or coming back, but I said, this has got to change. So, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Mm. Well, how have wow. you found that peace? Just that I just have decided that I cannot get involved in it beyond just saying, tell the kids, you know, get along. But after that, I, I can't get mixed up in it because it, it upsets me. Really upsets you. Yeah, it does. And w- I wonder why you get more upset now than you did when, like, I was a kid. Because the things were way worse. when I Like, I think about my house compared to how we grew up. Don't you think my environment's a little bit different? Oh, much different. You have a co- cooperative spouse. Yeah, but we make a concerted effort to, you exactly. know, put all the healthy stuff around them. In, oh, yeah, exactly. You know, not just the not drinking, no drugs, no, no, mom didn't use drugs, but they're in the house. And, uh, you know, the violence and the, you know, screaming and the curse words, none of that's at our house. So um, what do you think changed um, in you t- to make you a, a more angry or meaner grandma and you were such a nice mom? Who knows? You know, you just get to the point where you say sometimes you start becoming selfish, and then that doesn't work either. Yeah. So has forgiveness been something that's come oh, more a, into play? A, yeah, absolutely. Because I remember when I forgave Dad, I don't think you were that thrilled at first. I'm still not all that thrilled. That's honest. I like and that. as long it's honest, and as long as you need to have time with him, that's fine. But I don't. Mm-hmm. It's good boundaries. She doesn't yes. have to. And, yeah. No, I don't have to. And there's times when uh, the relatives kind of wonder why we broke up. And I, I wouldn't want to say this to them, but sooner or later, if it comes up, I will say, the reason I don't need to have contact with my ex-husband in any, anymore in any way is because he came close to killing me. Do I need to live with that? No, I don't. And I agree with you, Mom, but I think that you're held prisoner because you can't forgive him. No, I've I've forgiven him. You told me two weeks ago you'd forgive him when he was in his grave. No, I said I have forgiven him, but that doesn't mean I have to communicate with him just because I've forgiven him. So I made that up in my head. Am I losing it? I might need to see a physician because I remember your words saying, I'll forgive him when he's in his grave. No. No? No. All right. No. Okay. <laughs> See how perceptions are different, Pastor Moreland? All right, mm-hmm. so we've come. That was seriously. She's taken it seriously. And I just wanted you guys to be part of that success. The forgiveness, I believe, is still coming, but I think she's capable of it. Um, but, you know, the success is there in terms of not getting enraged in my home. She's being very loving around the home, and it's so great to, like, have her back. Yeah. Hats <laughs> off to you, Grand Grand. You Thank know, you. Obviously, as you looked at this, situation being around your daughter and your son-in-law and your grandkids were more important to you than whatever was causing you to respond in the ways you were responding so i just take my hand (laughs) off that you could see that well you know and and make the change there you go she pointed up by the way radio if you can hear yeah amen that's to god amen (laughs) absolutely you prayed a lot about it absolutely i also want to say every day you know what angie my take and why you're seeing a different mom is you know than grandma 
I think back then, maybe you didn't have time to be angry. You know, you had to focus on raising your kids and doing what you need to do to have that house run. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is, you know, I tell people all the time, we keep stuffing things and stuffing. Eventually, they're going to come out. And I'm wondering if, even though your environment is definitely much different, some of the triggers could be the same. Yes, whenever there's Mm -hmm. chaos in the house, whenever the kids are yelling and things like that. That's a good point, Lise, because that's when mom gets upset and gets involved, like really in the middle of whatever the family exactly. dilemma is yeah. so that's and trigger. that's and that's what you know she responded to but i want to second what pastor morland said i mean to come on here and to be so vulnerable oh yeah and to acknowledge that yes there were issues but <laughs> hey i'm i'm changing i mean that not many people can do that so definitely hats off to you that's that's well, huge and we did go into marriage counseling for close to a year it wasn't, he, it wasn't time. He wasn't, he well, was no, still an and, alcoholic, and, so it wasn't, it wasn't and the counsel, time. And the counselor even said, he, she said, you can come in, but he, she said, it's obvious that what you're wanting to do and what he wants to do aren't blending. And, and every time we went in to, for the, the uh, talkie talks, the minute we got out of the building, he'd say, I'm going to do his, it's whatever I want. Well, the thing, and, and, and the thing. Thank, thing I'm thankful for is that he's not drinking anymore and that, you know, he's a different person. What did you want to say, Pastor Morland? No, I was just going to talk about the impact of husbands on families. You know, ah, fatherhood, oh. husbands, huge. Huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Pastor Morland, your church is awesome. How do people reach you? Denverbible.org. Therapist Lisa. Life Support Behavioral Institute. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Grand Grand. Mm-hmm. Grand Grand doesn't have a Facebook page or email. <laughs> Proclaiming the love of Christ. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC. And all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. Excellent. Collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission, and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Monica Hawkins Ministries is an evangelical ministry whose focus is to serve others and to be a voice that shares the Word of God and His love. We would like for you and your family to come in fellowship with us during our bi-weekly Bible study. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have our women's ministry, Women of Strength. Our Bible studies are located at the Highlands Ranch East Ridge Recreation Center. For more information, please visit our website, Monica Hawkins Ministries, 
Hello, it's Angie. Or imagine it's cold outside. You don't have a coat. You don't have boots. You don't have mittens. Well, that is often the case with the, the homeless. So uh, Alexa Gagne is here with the Denver Rescue Mission. How can we help? You have some needs right now for cold weather gear. We do. In the extreme temperatures, we need coats and hats and scarves and boots and all of those sorts of things, but also blankets, um, any of those things that might be gently used or just, stu- you know, you have an extra coat from last year you haven't worn yet. Any of that could be dropped off at the Lawrence Street Shelter downtown. Excellent. And give us your website as well. DenverRescueMission.org. So cold weather gear, blankets and mittens and gloves. And again, as, as Alexa mentioned, they can be gently used and they need this stuff right now. They have a real need for cold weather gear. And Alexa, give us your um, contact info. DenverRescueMission.org. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Excellent. Thanks, Alexa. Thank you. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun. And we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life. And that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Carrie? Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business, infinitenation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Stop domestic violence and start the healing. But God Ministry invites you to celebrate a night of hope with us as we raise money to build a safe house for women and their minor children victimized by domestic violence. A Night of Hope is going to be a night full of excitement with a silent live auction. Throughout the evening, there will be performances by musicians of the Denver Orchestra, while our MC Angie Austin, and our host, Tracy Rock, dazzle us all with their charming personalities. Items in the auction include great seats at sporting events, vacation rentals, fine jewelry, and much more. Gourmet food will also be provided throughout the evening to keep the spirits alive. We hope you can join us March 14th, 2015 at Waterstone Community Church in Littleton to celebrate a night of hope. Visit our website, butgodministry.verb.com for more information. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets online at butgodministry.verb.com. The Love of Christ, 810 AM, KLVZ. 
Welcome back to the good news. Well, the good news is there is the most awesome place in the United States of America where you can go. And I have to tell you, we're going to talk to Martha Sortland in a minute. And this is so funny because Moose just got back from YMCA, the Rockies. I go like three to four times a year and I've been going since I was a kid. And Jorge's booked at the end of the month. So we're kind of, we're YMCA, the Rockies show. Yeah, we should all just, you know, staff retreat. Yay! And it's funny because this is all independently of us ever meeting Martha. We did this before we met Martha. That's mm-hmm. why it's so funny that we're like, they're fans, you know? Yeah, and it has become like a family tradition, like going up there twice a year. Yeah, Jorge goes twice a year. All right, you guys aren't going to believe this. Martha, you listen as I tell the guys the story because you're going to laugh. All right, you know, my kids love YMC the Rockies and Hope has cried when we've left saying, why can't we live here? And I'm like, well, some people do, just not you. And so um, in October, we were going to go to Disney. Guess where we're going now instead with the kids pick? I'm oh, not kidding that, you. The most is happiest place on earth, YMCA. My kids actually picked the girls on YMCA the Rockies. Yeah. Over um, Disney. My five-year-old daughter, she's, she asked me one time, I said, Dad, can we move her house up here? Can we live up here? Like, yes, she Isn't loves it. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. All right, Martha Sortland, what do you think of that? I mean, you, you work up there. You try to make it that kind of place for families. How does it feel when it is a success and we all, you know, and the families do want to come there? That is so awesome to hear that you would choose us over Disney. (laughs) Well, it's so family-ish, and it's not stressful, you know? Why don't you, for people who've never been up there, you give kind of a a layout of what an experience for a weekend is up there because there's so many activities for families, and then we'll all talk a little bit about some of our favorite things when we go up there. And it's economical. That's another, I'll be honest, that's another family-friendly part of it. So tell us about what, like, an average weekend for a family would be like. Um, It can be as high key or low key as you want. If you have a really active family at our Snow Mountain location, we have um, snow tubing and ice skating and dog sledding and guided snowshoe hikes and Nordic skiing and all kinds of outdoor activities. You can exhaust your kids by the end of the day or you can just take it easy. You can go to the craft shop, the library, or just hang out in your lodge room or cabin. You know, my um, sister-in-law, Kate, that we all, we, we, we come together at the holidays and we all go up as a big family group. And she said, well, I hope we get to go to the library again this year. I just really enjoy the library. And she likes to sit there. And then there's a really sweet lady that knows us that works there who also has a daughter, Hope, like myself. And so she remembers us and you can have tea in there. And sometimes she has cookies and you can do crafts and you can play board games and do puzzles and sit by the fire. And sometimes they have reading books. So it's not like your average library. Right. I mean, we didn't get a chance to go to the library. We did a bunch oh, of other, I know what? we wanted to, just didn't get a chance, but you know, I was like trying to decide what we want to do this weekend. We had so much thing, so much, <laughs> to say not to go for that it. That is a sin. But we had all these things planned, but what should we do? And he always turned to Sayla and said, hey, Sayla, what do you want to do? And she said, eat. She really liked going <laughs> to the comments. Yeah, the, the commissary is cool because um, you can, well, it's great for kids because, first of all, if they're under six, the kids eat free, and then you get to pick out whatever you want to eat, so you don't have, even if you have a picky kid, they always get something, like one time my, my son got 12 strips of bacon, <laughs> which, you know, when we're on vacation, okay, and chocolate milk, which I believe is a balanced meal in a, in a third grader's mind. And so, Martha, you have something cool coming up. Um, Jorge's going over this. It's the spring break uh, in Estes. Uh, tell us about what's going on for Estes spring break. Yeah, uh, we're doing uh, about three weeks of um, themed programs based on the book Where the Wild Things Are. So we're going to have a boat race and guided hikes. And, you know, we're right next to Rocky Mountain National Park, and we're really going to use the national park as a great way to get people um, outside. March is a really cool time of the year to see the national park. You know, most people come in the summer, but um, there's really great snowshoeing in the national park in March, and... Um, sometimes you can see a lot more animals. 
Well, last time we were in Estes, I don't know if you saw the video I posted on my um, my uh, Facebook, but we were at YMCA at the Rockies in the fall during, you know, the rut, uh, the bugling, you know, mating season. Oh, yes. Let's be honest. So, uh, you know, they crossed right in front of you. Well, all the gals crossed first, and then the bull was next to our car. So, like, five feet from my head, he bugles. And I told my husband, I'm like, I don't know what you need to do, but you need to move because he does not like me blocking his way to the girlfriends. And, you know, I have never been, like, I mean, you know, you don't want to get out of your car. I've seen people do that, and you know, Martha, we're not supposed to, like, get out and be like, oh, you're a mating elk. You weigh a million pounds. I'm going to take a photograph of you with my baby. I mean, it just blows my mind when people do that. But you do have the opportunity to get very close to the animals, but you must be cautious because they are in your face up there, aren't they? They are. And, you know, this time of year, they come down from the tundra. So, you know, we have a lot of elk during the summer and the fall, but... Uh, because of the heavy snow, they're more, even more in your face this time of year. It's crazy. There's a big fat one, and I, I don't mean, I, he's not listening, so I won't offend him. <laughs> but there is a big fat one that sits in, like, the big commons area, um, and he is gigantic. And he's just like, oh, you know, I am big, I am fat, I know you're not going to mess with me. And he'll just cruise around wherever he wants on the YMC property. It's amazing, because anywhere, um, like, you walk around, you might just kind of bump into him, because he just hangs. And it's like his, I don't know, his territory. Yeah. Does he have a name that big giant one that sits around the commons um i don't think so but i think his grandfather was named samson oh that Uh, might be samson's grandkid all right name him like the emperor or something yes (laughs) (laughs) all right so um as far as as, you know the economics go um for under i know for under a hundred dollars we oftentimes get one of the lodge rooms and then you get free breakfast with that which is awesome the breakfast is really great and um, and then so for under a hundred bucks, not only do you get the breakfast in the lodge room, I'm not even let Martha sell it because I, I already know like what it is. And um, you get all those activities. Only a couple of activities you pay a couple dollars, and we're very active, so we did pay five bucks for rock climbing. But you roller skate for free. We did archery for like five dollars. We did crafts last time. We did sledding, um, roller skating, and ice skating, and tubing. Yeah, tubing. I mean, we took Sayla uh, um, roller skating for the first time, but it's in the same place as basketball. She got halfway around the rink and wanted to play basketball instead and started taking off her skates oh. in the middle of the rink. Oh, my goodness. All right, Martha, if we if people want to come up there, and obviously we all highly recommend it. Um, look, you didn't even have to call in. We actually did the interview for you. Martha. <laughs> I said you didn't even have to call in, Martha. We did the interview for you. Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm joking. All right, give us your website so people can actually get real information from you. It's uh, ymcarockies.org. Well, thank you, Martha. You guys are a real blessing to us. And I have to say, all those activities that Martha mentioned, these are wholesome, family-oriented activities, and the kids are good Christian kids who work with all your kids in their classes. Thanks, Martha. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.